0: Hello my gorgeous friends out there in podcast land, Tis I, Patrick, founder and creator of Wowman and you are listening to Wowman FM. Uh, that's fun to say, isn't it? Wowman FM. Um, <laughs> today's episode we're going to be talking to uh, one of the contributors uh, from the Me To She series that I did, Lucy Luscious. Um But before we get started, uh, for those of you who are listening to this podcast for the first time, this is Wowman FM. Welcome. And this is a podcast that I've created to run alongside uh, Wowman. Wowman is a little service that I provide uh, for anyone who wants it, but I work with people across the entire gender spectrum on helping kind of coach them and glamorise. I guess you could look at it as a sort of image consultation service. Um and a life coaching uh, as well. Uh, but since I've been running well, man, I've been really, really lucky to meet some fabulous people and come across some really incredible stories. So I wanted to start doing this to help share those stories. And one of the stories that I've shared is Lucy's, uh, and we shared it through the means of our of our series. I had such a great time filming with Lucy and getting to know her and spending some time in Bristol. So um, we got together a little bit afterwards and recorded this podcast and, well, the next voice you're hearing is Lucy. The link to the video is in the description down below. If you haven't watched it yet, I really recommend you go and watch it now uh, so that there's no spoilers or anything in this episode. But further ado, here she is.
1: Hi, everyone. My name is Lucy Luscious. I'm a crossdresser from Bristol and uh, I've been cross-dressing for about longer than i can remember
0: longer than you can remember well go on try and pinpoint a, a a day a time what was the first occasion
1: i think it was when i was about 9 years old i sort uh. of started picking just picking up this idea that like i quite like dresses i quite like that kind of fairy tale kind of idea um and i'm quite a dreamer and i think the two just played really well together <laughs> and and so i just ended up um, falling in love with with that kind of thing like with presenting as a female like, you know trying trying it out really
0: yeah I totally get that and do you feel like it is a fairy tale for you D-
1: uh yeah definitely is a fairy well, it's not actually it's become it used to be it used to be mm. much more of a fairy tale I think when you first start cross-dressing you first start putting makeup on you think I'm never going to be as good as all these other people that yeah you know uh, uh, look fantastic so it does feel a bit like In that sense, it's a bit like, oh, you just don't quite feel right about it. And then as you get better and you start learning more, I mean, I feel like it's more of a reality now for me. Um, And particularly since doing the, the show with you, Patrick.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, what What about doing the the show? Because, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't seen it already, and this this will go out whenever it's it's live. So if you've not seen it, uh, check the link in this description to the podcast. Um, what about doing the show and having the, that process made it feel like more of a reality? I,
1: I think it was the fact that we, oh, for one, I introduced myself to people that I've never seen before so like mm-hmm. yourself we've never met before and the crew as well and um, and just that was so that was one level and then sort of doing the the we walked around the um uh, the the fashion store as well and, and uh-huh. that was kind of I've never done that in guy mode you know going around using yeah, yeah, yeah. outfits and stuff and then I think the very very last bit where we did the big reveal you know the guy um at the pub it was it was i that was so odd and actually, we stayed, uh, my friend and I stayed there for about an hour afterwards. Oh,
0: that's and nice.
1: It was really interesting. It was It was like, you know, I felt very, very much like suddenly Lucy and I could kind of coexist as one.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that. And how would you, like, how could you imagine you existing as one? Because for so many people, so many cross-dressers, so many gender, fluid, non-binary people... They they struggle to combine the two, and it is a kind of a. I guess it is actually more of a binary. Really, it's I am Lucy, and then I am blah, and they kind of swap over between, you know, two different personas almost. And and that's one thing that I hear a lot of people saying that they they kind of they feel like, oh well, today I'm this, and today I'm that. Rather than kind of joining the two together, do you feel like perhaps it's going to be something that you will sort of merge together a bit more in the future?
1: Definitely, I think. Uh, I mean over time I've kind of learned so back in 2017 I I really started doing makeup and and wanting to be what we call pastable in the community Mm -hmm. uh, which is where you 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 present as a female but you are so um you you know people will look and go is that a man or a woman you know uh that that kind of feeling really drove me in 2017 but then I think through subsequent like relationships as well, I had quite a supportive relationship recently as well. So that really helped push me out of there. Mm-hmm. But I think um in terms of kind of bringing uh, the, the the two people together, I I just I just feel so compelled to do that way more now. And actually I've planned in a couple of days with people I'm gonna go to houses and I'm gonna go to bars and things and, and just start presenting more as as lucy and and bringing i love that bringing
0: them together basically making more time you know to to dress more and to enjoy being lucy more sounds like a great thing i think it's a great thing for everybody it's a great to to be able to have more time
1: well i think i think also you know and if you are presenting as a female if you feel that need to that compulsion to to do it and and you you want to do it then by not doing it by not people not allowing maybe if someone doesn't allow you to or something just stops you a barrier you're you're not representing all of yourself and i think yeah, true and also you know you could go i know a lot of dressers and a lot of my friends who purge and there's this whole idea of purging isn't it getting rid of oh COVID. totally
0: yeah, yeah yeah it's a topic that's come up a few times over, yeah
1: yeah and it's so so upsetting to see because it's basically them turning their back on on cross-dressing they're saying no no I'm a man I can't do this this is wrong you know whereas I think I do think attitudes are changing as well so it's a lot easier to go out as um as a woman and, and kind of look more female and people don't really bat so many eyelids and mm-hmm. it's just a lot easier
0: yeah on that topic of purging just for those of you who who haven't heard the term before basically what we're talking about is a lot of people who who suddenly have like an overwhelming feeling of shame or guilt whatever that that they would then go to I know people who've sort of deleted all pictures of themselves when they've been dressed thrown all their clothes shoes wigs I mean I've I've done it before I was in quite a toxic relationship uh, a long time ago where in fact I've been in multiple relationships before where I felt the need to throw all my stuff out um and many, many, many of my clients, I've even had people who've come down to Wowman before and spent the day with me, and then they've f- they felt because they've enjoyed themselves so much, this immense feeling of shame and guilt and then purged afterwards. So have you ever had that situation before yourself?
1: I have actually, yeah. I have about seven years. I love all these dates that I'm throwing out at you um, and the listeners. But, uh, Wait, we are going to fact ago. check these dates. <laughs> yeah, you do. About, it was about 2013 and uh, I was living in a different flat a different house and um and I had like a whole wardrobe I had a, I remember I had this really nice dress as well and the trouble was I was moving home and no one knew at the time that I cross-dressed and uh I just um, I was in a relationship too and I hadn't told her and so what I decided to do as I was moving I just Everything into a bin bag and just literally threw it out. I just thought, no, I can't do this. This is, you know, this is going to be too tricky at home. I'll take. I took a few outfits home, but I really reduced what I had. And it's a shame, really, because now if I did it, it those clothes would be right at the top of any bag, or they'd be, <laughs> you know, they'd probably be in little. I'd probably take a rail of them home. You know, one of those um, I don't know, just pull a rail with me like one of those uh, celebrities or something. You know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> How did it feel putting all your clothes like that in the bag and getting rid of them?
1: I felt horrible.
0: Yeah. Horrible. Can imagine.
1: Yeah, and and I'm sure. It was, no, I like think. You say, you
0: know. Sorry, what did he say?
1: I was just gonna say like you like you were saying, you know, and hearing that you've purged in the past as well. Yeah. I just... I'm not. I think with, it's often with relationships as well, and it's yeah. often with like, maybe you get into a new relationship. With someone and they're not quite you, you don't even told them yet or they're not as accepting of it and uh, uh you know you got you you kind of i would say to anyone who's in that situation you know like you can't it, it's dangerous to sort of shut that side of you off because it is such a big and important part of you you've worked yeah, it's only totally and it's the it's the person who you're with it's their attitude that needs changing. It's not yeah. what you're doing. You know, you're doing oh. fine. You're, you're, you're. That's you know, it's just like um you know, doing ceramics or something, isn't it? It's, it's no different, really. You're not harming anyone, so <laughs> yeah. What's the it,
0: I, I'm laughing, but it's so true, <laughs> so <Yeah>. true. <laughs> so, how did you find it on the day with the with actually recording? We were quite a good little duo, weren't we?
1: <laughs> I thought we were. Yeah, I really enjoyed it, and um, obviously. You wouldn't see it on screen, but um, we we had a sort of like a little, little natter, didn't we, beforehand as well, and uh-huh, we, just, yeah, we, did. we just sort of hit it off quite instantly, didn't we?
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think actually it was really nice because we we actually we did go for a drink and then we joined the rest of the guys for um, for some food afterwards on the night before. The main, um, I'm revealing all the secrets can, can here. Can we
1: say that, though? Because aren't we supposed to be, a, it wasn't supposed to be a day's filming, Patrick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Um Yeah, let's go straight to the studio. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I'm revealing the secrets here for the, the five-minute video where a lot of it's going to turn out to be. Yeah. actually it took two days. Uh, was- yes, yeah, so in the middle of it all we did, we had a really good uh a good chat and i um, got to know each other quite well, which I really enjoyed. It was nice to be able to spend some time with you.
1: No, it was really nice to spend time with you as well. I'm going to have to come up to Manchester
0: um, Definitely. and do
1: something as well. Um, and it's nice to do this podcast as well and be invited on. Yeah, so, of course. Um, but I guess, again, uh, going back to what you were saying about how I felt, you know, how the filming was. Yeah, it was really, it was so different for me because obviously it wasn't just, I've not done anything like that before as Lucy. So uh-huh. to have that that was, to one level was that we were doing, we were filming this for potentially you know millions of views or whatever on, online. Um, but the other thing was that you're doing it and you're also kind of making your people aware that you're a crossdresser. Or like people yeah. might not, you know, might catch you and know who you are and yeah. not know you in that respect. And I think that's quite a big step. It's quite scary.
0: Yeah, but. how have you prepared yourself for that? Because that's actually something we didn't really talk about that much. That mm. obviously there are people who know in your day to day life about um about Lucy, but I'm sure a lot of people don't. And how are you sort of preparing yourself for that conversation when when I, obviously when it comes out, I'm sure more people who will know and will see.
1: I've got a great mantra in life now that if I don't do something, I'll probably regret it. So, yeah. I mean, that's not everything. That's not, I'm not, obviously, uh, you could take that in any way you want. But, <laughs> uh, but most things, you know, things like that, things that I know I'll enjoy at least, and uh-huh. if I don't do them, I'll regret them. And I know that there's a lot of people out there and there's a lot of other cross-dressers like, uh, well, and, and gender-fluid people and, and drag queens uh, like you and I, Patrick, that, that, you know, need that stuff. They need to see that. It's okay, yes. you know. It's it's all right to get out there and present. We need to normalize yeah. this because, really, you know, I hear so much from people that they say that they're worried they're not going to get accepted. um You know, I have to worry quite a lot. And but it, times are changing, moods are changing, people are much more accepting of things. Like
0: yeah, definitely. I think I think there's been so much stuff in the media over the well for a very long time but especially nowadays where there are people are talking about so many different topics um like you know I mean obviously drag is pretty much becoming mainstream these days people say it never will be mainstream I kind of kind of partly agree with that but um it's obviously it's become thanks to RuPaul's Drag Race it's become very popular mm. um you know trans issues are very much in the forefront of some of People's conversations, and thank God because they should be. But cross dressing is something that you don't really hear about that much. Um, I mean, I hear about it every single day of my life. It's, never, it's the one thing that I never stop talking about. That's because it's my job. Um, but when I have conversations with people every day, uh, there are still so many stereotypes around cross dressing that I think aren't true, and that people hold because they just there's just no education behind it. It's still for so many people seen as this seedy older man's thing. And you and I both know that that's not the case. Mm, exactly.
1: Um, it's, al- it's also this idea that, you know, it's always a fetish. Um,
0: yes, exactly. Sure, you know,
1: some people see it as that and some people enjoy it like that. But actually, the majority of us don't. And the majority of us want to go out and wear some heels, wear a dress, put some nice makeup on, put a nice wig on. That's in a way our self-care. That's how we look after ourselves. That's mm-hmm. you know that's um, and I said this um, sort of in my interview before I got got to come on and do the makeup with you and things. Uh, for cross for me, sort of the feel of a brush or like the touch of a um, sponge or something on my face, the the craft that is involved with you know just making you look different to what you do every day is so yeah. kind of um it's like it sends you to like another world like i i yeah. can that's one of the only things that stops me from looking at my phone for about you know <laughs> constantly for like minutes
0: um oh yeah no is, I, I, i'm totally with you on that
1: because you need so much focus as well when you're doing makeup and and i think uh for us you know when we go out and when we present it gives you a whole new perspective on what it's like to actually be a woman and what it's like to to go through the kind of things that they go through. You know the way men treat women sometimes when they're yeah. out as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. I had a really eye-opening. To do it. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, oh no, I totally, I, I would definitely, I think everybody should do it, hundred million percent. I had a very eye-opening experience. um a while back when i went out to because usually if i go out when i'm dressed for a very long time i never really go to a universal commerce straight venue uh but i have been more so recently and uh whenever i had in the past it was i was working uh, that makes me sound like i'm some sort of hooker but i was working <laughs> in a in a capacity where i would be like on the door or i was entertainment but just going out with my friends presenting looking very femme it, it's it's really fascinating i think i'm so lucky that it, i live in manchester and that everyone is so supportive and i get people coming up to me constantly saying that i look great and that they think what i do is great and that's that's lovely but then it, it because whenever i had been in those situations before when i'm working and you're entertaining um i would i had never really sort of paid as much attention to people's reactions but when you're just kind of just being I had and I was very aware of, of how many people were groping me, how many people were, and I got uh, propositioned by my taxi driver on the way home Oh really? Um, yes <laughs> I was partly flattered <laughs> and he was like, because he kept saying to me are you working? I said no I've had, I've got the day off <laughs> and then he kept asking me all these questions and then as before I got out I thought oh my god he thinks I'm a hooker <laughs> and um, and it was like this sort of moment of thinking right this is horrible. Uh, thankfully, he wasn't forceful or aggressive about anything. He was actually, it was all, it was all a bit pathetic, really. He was kind of like reluctantly asking me. And I thought he might, if he just turned around and asked me, yeah. it would have been like, oh, no, sorry. I, I'm not doing that for you. Thanks, here you go. Here's your money. <laughs> Rather than it be the other way around.
1: Yeah. It's, well, it's, 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 it's a tax joke. So you're in in—you're in a taxi.
0: Uh, yeah. This- yeah, yeah, yeah. In a taxi on yeah. the way home and he basically inadvertently asked asked me if I was working and if I was a hooker mm-hmm. and if I could uh, Yeah, like, that's, that's do, really do uncomfortable. Yeah, it, when... it was quite I kind of, to be fair, I found it quite funny at the time because it well, took had... I, I was yeah, sorry. I, I was amused by the fact that I didn't realise what he was asking me. Yeah. And I just thought he was being polite and asking me if I was working.
1: Uh, just, that's, that's See, I had that After I left the venue on Tuesday, oh okay. So I got part of the taxi with my friend, and then because we were sort of going the same way, he got out halfway, and then I had half the half the journey um, by myself with the taxi driver. Uh, And I just that was the only moment where I felt concerned. That the taxi driver was lovely. Well, he didn't say anything really. You know, he was he was fine. But um, That's good but you, you always have it in the back of your mind because you're in a, you're in a car with someone strange and you are, oh, yeah. you know, when you're, when you're dressed up, you you are wearing slightly more, maybe vulnerable or revealing clothing, or you just feel a lot more because you're, especially as I was dressed up so glam as well. And I'm sure in many cases you probably were too at, at this event, because I've seen yeah. your profile. I see your pictures, you know, you always look amazing. Thank like you. to have, like, to have that as a centre of attention it does really make you feel slightly more insecure i think
0: yeah yeah it was it was interesting I never i've had people sort of say things like that to me in the past but there was just something about this particular night and that moment why i suddenly became very aware and i and i like you said uh, about being aware of of what women go through mm. and, uh, and and men obviously as well but i think specifically f- for women it, it's so horrendous the amount of uh sexual um not assault. Obviously it's horrendous how much sexual assault, but that's not my point. The, the how much sort of sexual tension Erasmus. is gravitated toward oh, right, and that's yeah. not wanted. Yes, um, yeah exactly.
1: And and it's definitely taught me to be well, I mean I was never like that in the first place, but it's definitely taught me like I mean, when you're, I you mean
0: home. to say that you don't proposition girls in your taxi drive when you're, no, I you're don't driving. Actually, them home. No,
1: no. But I can't drive so I mean I wouldn't be a taxi driver anyway. I just sit <laughs> I just sit in the taxi with the driver, do I? And just ask them, I'm the pimp or something like <laughs> Um Uh you know, but I think also in relationships as well, I, I feel like I'm far more in tune with like the women I'm with. Oh, I should say by the way, I'm actually I'm I'm straight. So I'm a straight cross-dresser, which is another right. thing as well in that I think it's always assumed that it's kind of, it's, it's like something that maybe, you know, gay people do or, or like, yeah. you have to be, you have to be that way when actually it's yeah. not, it's,
0: yeah. it's,
1: you know, whatever your preference, whatever your. You
0: yeah. Know. Well, it's funny because the, the, I would say nine out of 10 of my clients would identify as being straight. Mm. Um, and if anything, I'm always a little bit surprised when they say to me that they're gay or bisexual, or whatever. I'm like, oh, okay, that's well, f- fair enough, whatever. Um, yeah. And my boyfriend said to me, obviously, was <laughs> so putting a disclaimer in that my boyfriend, I am gay. Uh, my boyfriend, um, well, that's a whole, other, that's a whole other, another conversation, my sexuality. But um, maybe we'll do a whole topic on what is Patrick's sexuality. Um, my boyfriend said to me, uh, we were talking about how my clients are mostly straight, and he went, well, straight. And I thought, and I like, well, what do you mean by that? And he said, well, none of them are actually really that straight, are they? Because they like to dress in women's clothes. And I was like, that's a ridiculous thing to say. Yeah. And I just thought it was really interesting that he hears so much about my job and my clients and the people that, and he's obviously met loads of my friends and he still has that preconceived idea. And I did for so long. And it's not until I've met people and I've shared, I've heard their stories and I've... And I've actually spent time with people till I actually get it. I'm like, oh, okay, this really isn't about that. And that you are, it is, is, you can, (laughs) it sounds so stupid to say, but you can be straight and just want to feel like a woman or dress like a woman or look Mm. like a woman for a day and not be transgender. Because I think for a lot of people, it's like, oh, you're, if you're straight like well if you fancy women and you were born male you're either a cross dresser or you're trans or you're you know a trans lesbian
1: yes yeah exactly and I think that you
0: can't sort of be somewhere in between but of course you can
1: I think it's just just take cross-dressing and gender fluidity away from the spectrum like it doesn't matter you know and, and in fact I mean in some senses uh being quite personal here I think I feel sometimes a bit more like pansexual I'd say uh-huh. but I think we've talked about this before but it's not necessarily yes. it's not manifested itself in say like a really sexual way it's more of a like I really like the way someone looks and you know like I could I'd start imagining myself maybe kissing them or something but uh-huh. uh, Luke, and that comes out way more when I'm dressed up as Lucy but I think it's it's probably drawn it's driven by the fact that like I've dressed up I'm doing something different I'm kind of expressing a different side of me and therefore almost all those other ideas become kind of slightly freer and I think that's another thing to consider with with cross-dressing and and you know just doing something outside of the gender norm is it almost kind of gives you that power to then think oh actually all of these things could be you know, like it's not as black and white as you think it is. You know, it's not as yeah. solid a thing. You don't have to be one person or another. It's actually more of a kind of, like you say, like a color wheel, and so yeah. people sit on different sides of it.
0: Yeah, so true. I think the past few years have definitely taught me, and I think the world, really, that uh, that that you can that, that there is no black and white. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's
0: in, I, in terms of sex, gender. Well, not sex as much, but in terms of gender and sexuality, mm.
1: that's how, how you express and how and what you're attracted to, or who you're mm-hmm. attracted to. You know, it's, it's...
0: Although I'm sure my mother would disagree. <laughs> <laughs> so funny! I posted a picture of myself earlier, and my mum and I put a couple of hashtags on it. And My mum replied, sent the picture to me as a reply, and put hashtag son. Oh. And uh, she's and she's so funny because. I say this to people all the time. My mom is so supportive of everything that I do in my life. And I'm so lucky to have such a support. I'm really going off topic here, but anyway. Um I'm so support. I'm so lucky to have such a supportive parent. Mm. But she just doesn't get it. Yeah. And she she'll say, like I give people the example, she'll be like, I just don't understand. Why can't men be men? You know, why can't you just look like this and just be like that? But also, you know, do you like this dress? Would you like this dress? You know, what do you think of this makeup?
1: Yeah. I guess in her own way, maybe she's just coming to ten- like the other thing is like she might just be coming to terms with it a bit more, you know. She's I mean, taken a bloody long time. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, it's. I think also people are always torn, aren't they, between like uh, how they want to see you and also the fact that you want to do that so they also yes, love course. you and it's kind of like yeah. that tussle between the two isn't it but I mean yeah
0: of course because I I am and I always will be my mum's little boy mm, yes. um so f- to see her little boy looking wonderfully glamorous but not quite how she imagined yeah I think it's yes. still there's that sort of ingrained in her head that that's my little boy and she and she said that she like she's messaged before and said to me like I, I have to admit this looks amazing. And she'll kind of she'll be like that, but then I think it's at the same time she is she's battling with the but oh, that's my little boy.
1: Yes. Yeah. Exactly. I think. Um... And I think. So you go ahead. No, no, you go.
0: You go. I was going to say that I think for for so many people, whether it, that it it's a it's something you can take. Blah, blah, blah. Mm.
1: I'll try
0: that again. I think a lot of people can take something from that, actually, because for so many relationships, whether it be your partner or family or even just friends, you know, everyone has this, like you said, this preconceived idea of what you are. And some people will struggle with that. So if you are coming out to people um, and I've been in that situation before, I've come out to people about something and it has taken them time to get their head around it because they have their own journey to go through with it um and i and I think about my mum um a lot whenever I hear other people's stories because she she's in such a good place now, but for a very long time she really really wasn't and I couldn't talk about anything like this i couldn't I couldn't run a business dedicated to dressing people up as women, you know yeah, she'd yeah. be absolutely disgusted by the idea, but now she's really cool with it, and it does for some people it does take more time than others
1: I'd say that's definitely true you know um but you know, I, I think uh, if, if for anyone who's re- listening to this, and I, it's something that I still come up against now, um, it's, it's that question of, you know, when do, when is it okay to tell someone that you, you cross dress mm-hmm. or when when you represent, you know, that could be a partner, it could be a family member, and quite honestly, uh, so this is another thing that the documentary has really helped me with, um, is that in the future, you know, I'm, I'm not like looking i'm not say um gonna hide anything about how i dress or how i present myself to anyone because i think it's such a big part of me and i'm, I'm quite comfortable to share that and i think if people for me if people don't like that then um they can, <laughs> in some cases they can kind of lump it i know some people aren't in that <laughs> situation yeah but um, it, I've reached the point. You have to go
0: through your own journey to get to that point of do. being able to think like that, don't you?
1: Yeah, you do. And and I think the circle of people that know now about microstressing and those who I've let, let know about this documentary that's coming out or has come out by the time that we air this podcast, um you know that they, they've all been incredibly supportive. And actually, a lot of them I've shown in my Instagram account, and they've gone, "Oh my god, you know, it's such a confidence booster." Uh, if you're in need of anything uh like that you know it's really it's really nice to hear people say I'm really Mm -hmm. proud of you this is incredible you're so brave you know
0: oh good I'm I'm so and you are and, and I and it's it's been wonderful to share this experience with you because to see someone in your position who has been able to share it with so many people and to do something like what you are doing it is very brave and I and I am proud of you, even though I've, I've only known you for a very short period of time.
1: I know it's, it's weird, isn't it? Uh, as I said, like we did, we did hit it off the ground quite quite quickly, didn't we? I think it was our, our shared love of Grayson Perry, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> yeah, um, but, and of course uh, I know Patrick's talked about this in the podcast before, but do check Grayson Perry out. He's a cracking bloke. He's done lots of great stuff, and yeah, uh, you know he wears a dress, so. He's got all the right boxes. He ticks all the right boxes.
0: I think what we should do now is, uh, for fun, I'm going to ask you some random questions. Yeah. To get to know you a little bit better. Okay, let's dive in. Okay. Now, I actually, I have a big, huge list of questions here. Okay. Um. And I'm going to ask you random. I'm, I'm, I'm pausing because I haven't looked at any of them. <laughs> oh, this one's fun. Okay, so question number one, what skill would you like to master?
1: Um, what skill would I like to master? I think, um, so one thing... And I'm, it can't
0: um, be makeup related.
1: Can it be sewing?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, so I want to learn to sew some of my own outfits. I think that's sort of the next step for me.
0: Oh, that's pretty
1: really cool. You, you must have this too. You look online and sometimes it's just not the thing that you want and you've got something in mind. You've got something in your head. And, and I think that would be really cool. I don't know how far get cause I get because I do have quite bad hand-eye coordination, so I might end up uh, stapling my hands or something. But, um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that would be something that I'd really like to master. I, I always enjoyed textiles at school. Um, oh, yeah. Do you remember when you made, like, I, I mean, I think we did it by hand, but I think I made a pillow or a cushion or something, uh-huh. and I was really proud of myself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I,
0: definitely, yeah. I, I, I kind of I dabbled. Well, my, my best friend was very into fashion. He did, he actually went to college in London to do Fashion. Mm. And uh, so he would always make things and was making clothes, and I would kind of help out. And um, so I think if someone gave me a sewing machine now and some fabric, I could make some sort of a tube dress, and that's about as far as I got. That's cool, <laughs> Stretchy though. fabric and a tube, and making a tube is all that's you need to be able to do, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's still something. Yeah.
0: Though. Exactly. I, um, Have you ever it, seen the video of uh, Bianca Del Rio making a dress on stage?
1: No. Viable so she does like a.
0: Out. She does like a three minute. It's like part. It's a lip sync basically, and she lip syncs and she makes a dress and puts it on as part of the performance.
1: Oh, that's so cool!
0: It is. It's very cool, but it is very much like a tube dress. That—that <laughs> was that, the, I mean, the height of my sewing ability.
1: For fourteen minutes. That's uh, forty. Did you say forty?
0: No, right. four. Like like four minutes. Like oh, it's well, like super then, quick.
1: You know, it's going to be a tube dress. <laughs> it's not going to be something like a ball gown or anything. Um, yeah, you'd have to be working with quite. You know, like you know, like when you see them uh is it the i think it's the chinese polo team no um the ice hockey you know when they do it the Olympics and they're really fast oh no i'm thinking of uh ping pong you know when they're like that it'd have to be that that kind of speed wouldn't it to make anything uh yes
0: (laughs) okay the next question (laughs) uh what what website do you visit most often
1: Uh, That's a personal question, isn't it? Uh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's funny, because that was my first thought. (laughs) Apart from that.
1: Um, I'd say probably... Oh, that's a good question. Um, Probably, at the moment, it seems to be Dolls Kill, because I'm looking for some new shoes. Oh, um... I
0: like their stuff.
1: Yeah, they've got some cool stuff, and they've always got the size I've
0: never felt brave enough to buy any of it, though, because it's all quite quirky.
1: Yeah well they've got some nice shoes um but I like I said I was sort of looking at getting into drag this year as well so
0: okay.
1: um yeah I want to start sort of doing more of that and maybe even doing a bit of performing um so Oh yeah amazing so to have that kind of attire I mean if if any if none of you have checked out doll's kill before I would have a look we're not, we're not I'm actually on, on the website way,
0: at the moment but, uh, you are you I yeah, you've just mentioned it. I thought I'm gonna have a quick look again and have a look yeah. at some of the stuff. One of my favourite people in the entire world, Brana Lunan, uh, he's, wears a lot of their clothes and she is just the sexiest person in the whole world. Yeah. And um I love her. She is my girlfriend, um unofficially, but also officially. <laughs> and um So that's how I... Ha- oh I love that um that but okay, I'll do this later. <laughs> Getting distracted.
1: It's it's a nice um, I got introduced to it by another by some of the crossdressers in the group, so um yeah it's, it's I bought um, I, those uh I don't know whether they're going to include anything from the photo shoot, but um when we did the uh we did like a pink top and jeans number, didn't we? Mm-hmm. And those oh, shoes yeah, came yeah. from Dolls Kill. So they're really nice like trainers, sort of wedge trainers. Oh the typos. the
0: booty kind of trainers.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they came cool. from Dolls Kill. So that was that's nice. I well, wore them at um London Pride last year, which was great. I was walking in in the crowd you know oh,
0: see, it's nice to have like, like boots to walk around in for pride
1: oh, God, I couldn't do it in heels
0: no i I have done prides in heels before and it's a terrible idea. Thanks. what takes up most of your time? Um, apart from looking at takes- doll's curl <laughs> uh,
1: what takes up most of my time um I think can can I say makeup because I think it yeah, does. Yeah, it really does. Um, and then picture taking as well. So, what one of my things, my favorite things I like doing is that I will spend probably about an hour and a half, two hours. At the moment, it seems to be once a week, maybe even more now. Um, I'm a much freer person, but um, uh, just having a go with makeup and learning stuff. And then what I'll do is I'll have my camera set up and I'll take lots of pictures. Uh, you know, for Instagram. See, or-
0: so do you? This is where I always go wrong. Do you set up the camera beforehand?
1: Oh, why well, I did make a tr- tutorial once, so... Um... <laughs>
0: Let's watch it. Uh, because I, I always, I have a habit of, I, I'll i get my makeup, I'll get into my outfit and go, shit, I've not put my camera up, and then I'm sort of stumbling around, stuff uh... everywhere. Yes. And trying to set up a camera with like ten pounds of makeup, hair, clothes, jewelry on me, and it's a nightmare. Oh, and I, every single time I try and get pictures of myself, I do that, and and it's very annoying.
1: Oh, I know, isn't it? Um, I do. Do you know what? Last time, so so, cast your minds back to last year. So this time last year, I think I just started really working. So I've got a little seventy D Canon uh, camera. And mm-hmm. um, it's got a re- reasonably good lens on it. Um, not anything like what you were using the other day, but um, uh, so I've got that. And uh, sort of back last year was when I really started um, doing better pictures. I was just working yeah. on my phone, just on a crappy phone before. I think a lot of oh, it's, it's good were... to have an
0: upgrade, isn't it?
1: It is, yeah. And and that's when I started. I didn't really have very good lighting. Uh-huh. but uh recently i've just invested in some new lights so i've got to... Oh, this fabulous all spurred on from our little photography session i decided that anything i do from now on needs to be at the same level
0: uh i, I love that do anything i did notice <laughs> yeah i thought i i thought i did sing a little couple of little different things here i thought that's pretty cool and what are the eye makeup yeah <laughs> yeah yeah
1: well, I've realised like actually. Yeah, well, I, I looked at what you did because I like that. I've not done it before. I, I do you know what? I, funny story. I um, I bought some like an eye eyeliner pencil because I don't normally use eyeliner uh, on the, the dark eyeliner on the back bottom of my eye. Um, because it because I don't know. I've always had this thing that I need to make my eyes bigger. But actually, one mm-hmm. of my best makeup looks, from probably about two years ago, was one where I. I had Dark Island under my eye. Yeah. I just—it's just one of those things that, like, I almost don't want to do it because as soon as you put Black Island eyeliner, eyeliner on your eye, it's really hard to get off without ruining everything else. So it's kind of like, yeah, true. do I want to take this risk? Yeah, So I didn't. So I—I I, anyway, I, I delve. I had a go. I took a deep breath and did it this time. But what I didn't do was because you know when you pick something up and you haven't done it for a long time, and it's like, how much do I put on? and then I almost forgot to blend it so I didn't so I put quite a lot on and then uh-huh. I thought oh I need to blend this out don't I so I started <laughs> blending it and I realized that I had like a really thick black line under my eye and I
0: thought oh no <laughs> we've all we've too all been there
1: much makeup but um it was uh yeah it was it was like I said again, it, massive influence was this. Photo, uh, what you did, the makeup you did, and that photo shoot. It, it really,
0: do you know the yeah. funny, really funny thing about that? I think is that I, I very, very, very rarely put black in people's waterline. Mm. It's very not me, and if, and it's funny how you don't usually do it. And I kind of just thought, oh, this will look nice, which is yeah. very unlike me, and uh, and it did. And I thought it looked really cool on you, so I'm glad you appreciated it. So oh, actually,
1: you know what? Let's do that. Uh, I know we're doing questions. i I, I want to know what your thought process was before you did my makeup so uh, i had
0: none i had no honestly there was no thought process
1: right so you just what you just delved in and you went okay that color that color and that color yes
0: more or less yeah
1: because i think it's important for people to know that
0: well that's uh, unfortunately (laughs) and this has been being really honest and I and I often joke and say with people that um I that the, the sooner you realise that nobody in the world knows what they're doing, exactly, the better yeah. because yeah. nobody ever does know what they're doing. And I'm really honest. I am not of these people like oh, I just like saw some leaves on the ground and was inspired by them. Um, I I that's have a set of the, that's what you said in the diary,
1: isn't
0: it? Um, I have like a set of um of like looks that I know work in my head. Yeah. i'm I'm talking just makeup here uh that i can kind of pull out the bag because i'm not really a a creative kind of like i can't just come up with things off the top of my head so i think right well this works and this works and this works and then i might adapt them slightly if i need to bring an element or something in but um generally speaking if i approach someone's face for the first time i kind of i i go for for one of those looks so i I think what i did on you was was one of them.
1: I disagree with that statement that you're not creative because any okay. any amount of makeup <laughs> like the, it, being creative is just you know it is doing that it's throwing things together and I
0: think, but I think I think I I think I come at it from a point of I love I love I love makeup I love the transformation and I look at makeup in more of a maybe more of a logical kind of way if logical is the right word but more of like a kind of like I was that kid that built connects and used to take my toys apart once and try and put them back together again.
1: Yeah. And I think yes. I
0: think I I think of makeup in the same way.
1: That's really good though because that gives you that level of detail that maybe a lot of people. So I'll get frustrated sometimes, and uh, I mean we've all had it, haven't we? We've all had that yeah. with makeup where, say, you um.
0: Did I did yesterday. Did you? Um, uh-huh,
1: I've, I've done it recently. So. Oh, do you know? Uh, maybe this time last year, actually, yeah. Um, I did this thing where I went to... can you think of the date? um, I think it was like January the 30th. um, Thank you. At 9.55, no. Um, (laughs) I I did this thing where I I did my lips, and and this is another thing that I'd like to point out, actually. Um, So a lot of people call me Lucy Luscious, and the luscious comes from the lips, so I've always prided myself on, on how I do my lips. But at this point, I I I don't know what happened, but I went so far over my lip line, and there is an embarrassing and horrific picture on Instagram that I haven't taken off. It just reminds me that how terrible that look was, and and I went, I just kept going higher and higher, and I was like, these look like not drag lips. These look like um
0: Pants like a three year old's
1: <laughs> drawn them on your face. You know that kind of that kind of verging on.
0: I love that. Now, I, to be honest with you, like I, it's criminal how much I overdraw my lips. I, 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 did a, I was on, I went on live on Instagram. Well, last night, but obviously this will be ages ago when this comes out. And uh, and it, and it's one thing being in in a picture because the way I do my lips works in a picture, but the second I start moving my mouth, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. And I was, and I was so conscious whilst I was talking of like that, I have two sets of lips. But I think, but that's I love that. I love, th- uh, I love, the ridiculousness of really overdrawn lips. Mm, yeah, like yes, uh, that, yeah. Uh, the the drag queen Trixie Mattel. Um, are you familiar with Trixie Mattel?
1: I do know Trixie. Yes, yeah. Trixie's And,
0: got and me. so, for those of you who haven't heard of Trixie Mattel, I highly encourage you to Google what she looks like right now, uh, because the way she does her drag makeup is very exaggerated.
1: Very. And when you see what
0: she looks like as a boy compared to in drag, it's it's, it's absurd.
1: Yeah, it's really mad, isn't
0: it? And um, um and she's the perfect example of when you look at her. And you the, after about two minutes of watching her, like her lips are nowhere near her lips. Like it's just ridiculous.
1: Yeah, it's actually, like,
0: and then it reminds me of. A, so, uh, sorry, I, I keep saying sorry because I, when you talk, I actually can't hear you properly. <laughs> it's the wonders of technology, ladies and gentlemen. Um.
1: I was just going to say it, it, the when she does her lips, it's almost like half her face is absorbed by it, isn't it? But
0: it oh, looks incredible. Yeah.
1: it looks. It, yeah, her whole look. You know, um, I, I was just going to say that I was Trixie was who I. The, so I was talking to Patrick recently about sticking my eyebrows down this whole drag thing, and um, and you obviously you recommended the Elmer stick, didn't you? But oh, um, yes. uh, but I watched a really good doc, uh, really good tutorial with with Trixie, and she, she did the whole. P um, you know, Pv P V um uh P, V know what's it called? Prit stick.
0: That was stick.
1: Uh, um I was gonna say PVC, but that's uh <laughs> that's a You've got P
0: V C on the mind. I've
1: got P V C on the mind. Um she used you know, one Prit stick. So there's this whole thing about like oh sticking your eyebrows down, you know, it's really yeah. complicated. But she did it so easily.
0: Yeah and I watched her. It's it, like, it, oh that it's that glow stick though, it really is. Yeah, yeah
1: so I'll give I'm going to give that a go. But yeah, sorry. Yeah. Back on the back on the questions.
0: Sorry. The yeah, well too. we'll give I'm sure there's some people who are listening who who would be listening for makeup tips. So if you are endeavoring into the world of covering your eyebrows, um I was I would and I do recommend using the Elmer's purple disappearing glue stick. If you if you search on the internet, you can see a million tutorials of how to do this. But I've from a lot of patience and error. On practice, I've discovered the process, the best one, the way to do it really quickly, I run through. Because why not? Um you know, The first step, and I think actually think it's the most important, is cleaning your brows with isopropyl alcohol or rubbing alcohol. Or even, you know, some people have used acetone before, but I wouldn't recommend putting acetone <laughs> in your skin. But they need to be really thoroughly dry and clean. You can't really use makeup remover or anything like that because it will actually put oils in your brows. And what you're trying to do is get rid of the oils. Then use the, a really, really, really thick coating of the Elmer's glue stick. And if you try it with a normal glue stick and then compare it to the Elmer's, it's just, it's crazy how different it is. And then you want to use a, some sort of, you can use a toothbrush or a brow brush and push the hairs up flat towards the skin, so up away from your eye. Um, and then you need to hair dry on a cold shot, hair dry that to be completely dry. And then you want to do about three layers, and the last layer you powder, the translucent powder, and then they should be covered.
1: And uh, I will just say that Patrick is the expert when it comes to covering eyebrows.
0: <laughs> yes, because I have ridiculous eyebrows, and I always cover them whenever I do my makeup.
1: Exactly. <laughs> if you want, if you want any advice from anyone, go, go, go to Patrick. So yes. Yeah.
0: Thanks. Uh, right, let's ask you another question. Well, let's do some quick fire questions. Let's go. Okay. Um, what's your favorite genre of book or movie? Um, uh,
1: like, quick, quick fire. Sci-
0: sci-fi. <laughs> sci-fi. Okay. What's the furthest you've been from home?
1: Um, uh, like
0: the uh, Granton area. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I was expecting somewhere further than that, Granton area. <laughs> uh, when was the last time you climbed a tree for fun?
1: Um, I don't tend to climb trees. I respect trees, uh, so. Okay. Um... What? <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I actually remember the last time I tried to climb a tree for fun, and I literally tried to, and then I realised I couldn't climb it because I'm old, and it was really upsetting. <laughs>
1: can, can I just clarify that it, the main reason why I don't climb trees is because I'm always scared of trees. I'm, I'm a real, real little crybaby, so uh, when it comes to heights or anything like that, I, I'm trying to stay clear of them.
0: No, I thought I thought you were gonna say because of your gardening experience. You know it is that it also about trees. That.
1: You know, I do respect. I'm actually reading a book at the minute called "The Hidden The Hidden Life of Trees." I think it is, or "The Secret Life of Trees." You
0: should okay, go and check and what's it that out. about?
1: It's about the hidden life of trees, and okay. uh, I haven't got very far.
0: <laughs> uh, what's worth spending more on to get the best?
1: What's worth spending more on to get the best? Um, shoes. Can I tell? Okay. Can I tell a funny story? Yes, please. Um, So one of the girls in our group bought some Amazon shoes for about, I think it was £10. They were boots, like knee-high boots. And they broke, the heel broke on the night. And she had to go home because there was absolutely no way she could walk around. Um, So that was quite dangerous. So do be careful with those shoes.
0: I don't know what you're talking about. I've never had that experience in my life. (laughs) I've broken far too many shoes on nights out.
1: Uh, okay let's get a
0: couple couple more questions then uh would you rather go hand gliding or white water rafting
1: oh uh white water rafting probably because i can't i can't do heights i don't know if i could actually fly in the air which is a Uh, real problem because i I wanted to be an astronaut when i was younger but that never happened
0: (laughs) and look at you now
1: yeah I just I just make I'm gonna I, that'll be my one of my drag looks I suspect I'll just do some moons and stars or something get...
0: oh I love that <laughs> astronaut <laughs> like a big astronaut helmet yeah
1: yeah
0: what popular tv show or movie do you refuse to watch
1: I oh, refuse to watch um mm-hmm. uh, duh, 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 duh. uh sex and city oh okay I was just trying to think. I, I would have said um, Twilight, but that's really irrelevant Yeah. All of them are really yeah. irrelevant. I'm quite open yeah. to a I lot mean, of I things. I mean, I don't think Sex and the City is
0: ever irrelevant, but that's another story.
1: <laughs> I, don't, I can't watch Sarah Jessica Parker. I think she looks uh, better, but
0: yeah. Yeah, no, to be, to be fair, actually, I never really got into the series. I enjoyed the films, but um, I'm not that gay enough. Uh, what would be our <laughs> ideal way to spend the weekend?
1: Our ideal way? Yours, my, my, oh okay, um, oh, a nice walk, uh, and then, um, like an Airbnb, and then I just do some makeup, and then go out later in the evening, go for some drinks, go clubbing. I love a bit of clubbing, a oh, bit a bit of, of nineties music.
0: Yeah, you know? I I think I would like that that as well. Mm. And then last question before we close up the pod: What are you most looking forward to in the next ten years? it could be anything personal it could be something not personal
1: I think uh I'd love to be in a situation where I'm kind of settled and uh you know makeup drag that kind of stuff I'm really you know I'm doing it a lot I'm enjoying it um and and I've got a you know a nice house and just like kind of like maybe a bit of traveling as well so, yeah, just go and see some places that I've not been to before, but that would
0: be really nice. Oh, and I think that would be a lovely way uh, to spend the next 10 years of your life. Mm. And what a lovely point as well to end our podcast on today. Thank you so much for talking to me today, Lucy. It's been you're, lovely chatting to very you again, welcome, And it was Patrick. lovely filming with you. And um, yeah. obviously neither of us have seen what, what's come out yet, but hopefully it's all good and you're all enjoying it.
1: I'm sure there's. We could do an outtakes video with the amount of uh, stuff that we.
0: (laughs) Oh, honestly, we really could. (laughs) Uh, So come back for round two, the outtakes. Yes. Round two (laughs)
1: uh, on on four OD or something.
0: Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Um, Is there anything you'd like to say to the peeps out? To anyone listening, any like words of advice or wisdom that you'd like to share?
1: I think. you're on uh, the spot here. Yeah, no, it's all right. I think uh, if any of you are listening out there who. Uh, or maybe struggling at the minute. I, I honestly say, just keep with it. Just keep with cross dressing because I think it, it doesn't matter if you're maybe getting frustrated because you don't quite look the way you want to, or um, or maybe you're, you're not quite getting the support that you want, or maybe you're just in a bit of a, a rough place or something. You know, just keep keep at it because that's the thing that you have. That's your rock, and and that's how you express yourself. That is your self care, and at, at the end of the day, it's going to nourish you. No
0: matter what's going on. That's it. Oh, wonderful. I think that's perfect advice, and I, I, I totally agree with that. Well, Lucy, thank you so much again, and we will speak to you all soon.
1: Bye. Yeah, bye.